0: Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today our guest is Lars Anderson. And he is going to be a fantastic guest today. He's going to share a little bit about his real estate journey, where he's currently at, how he's been able to grow and scale his business. So Lars, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Lars, can you give us a little bit more of an insight into your background and how you got started with real estate?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So born and raised in Minnesota, a few things to know about me. I am one of five siblings, so I'm the youngest of five. I'm a pretty simple guy. So from when I was little, I was a hard worker that was kind of instilled into me. And being the youngest of five and having three older brothers, I'm competitive. I love sports, played baseball. I went to a small Christian university after high school here, right in Minnesota called Bethel University and played baseball there and had a great time doing that. And then after school, I worked for a company doing sales in the business development. So as we were an industrial subcontractor. That wasn't a long stint, but I'm really thankful for that year out of school, just kind of being a part of kind of a corporate structure where I had goals, targets that I'm hitting on a weekly and monthly basis for my boss, cold calling, setting up meetings, climbing the corporate ladder and having an understanding of what that feels like. And I pretty quickly realized that wasn't where I was going to be long term. So ended up meeting with a few different people in the commercial space and the residential space and jumped in with a buddy from college that was a year ahead of me that had gotten into residential real estate as a realtor and sat down with him and heard a little bit about what his schedule looked like and what his workload looked like and everything that it entailed. And I was pretty quick to put in my two weeks notice and jump into real estate. So that's how I got in.
0: What was it about? I mean, so you've been in corporate for a little bit, for a little while there. So you understand the ins and outs of it and the daily grind. What was it about it specifically that made you realize this wasn't really what you were looking for? You weren't really finding fulfillment in it that made you start looking for something different?
1: Yeah, great question. So I think the corporate structure can be a great fit for some people. So A little bit more background in high school and college, I started a landscaping company. So I just kind of was thinking like it was just kind of in me, in my DNA to go, I see people working at Dairy Queen or Caribou Coffee or Starbucks, friends of mine, why don't I start to mow lawns and I can collect more money. I could start to hire friends to do that work. And I really enjoyed talking directly with doing the marketing and then talking directly with the client, and getting just a whole feel of what it's like to run a business. So that's played a huge role in my business today too, just having that kind of be a part of my DNA. So in the corporate setting, I felt like the company that I was at and just going to work for it, I didn't punch a clock, but being in the office 40 hours a week and having exactly knowing what my paycheck was every two weeks there was just a feel about it that I felt a little trapped for my personality because I wanted to get out and run and 2x the company and 3x the company and our sales and all of that. And it was a little bit like, hey, let's stay inside this box, babysit your email and do that. So I felt a little bit trapped. And for me, I always wanted to have my job be something that I had to tell myself, hey, on the weekends, and evenings and things like that, step away from work. But I wanted to have a passion there where I wanted I wanted to do those things, almost where I'm having to peel back how much I'm working versus, hey, I want to have something I'm passionate about, but I have something that I can really only put 40 to 45 hours in a week, and it doesn't excite me. So long-winded answer to your question.
0: So when you sat down with other real estate professionals Did you start building up your business or did you start investing in real estate prior to making that decision of leaving corporate or did you really just decide to cut the cord and just go into it all full in?
1: Yeah, good question. So I had really never thought about real estate. The guy that I went to school with that was a realtor, I would see these Facebook and social media posts that he would do. But for some reason, it never really clicked with me on what real estate looked like to do as a profession. I didn't own real estate. I was married at the time of getting into it. And I'm still married to my beautiful wife. But I was married, we were renting, didn't own any real estate. And then I sat down with him and was introduced to the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Bigger Pockets, and all these different awesome places to learn about real estate. So I was just drinking through a fire hose when I jumped in. So there was no background of, I know what's going on. I'd heard about it. And then quickly, I was like, that gives me an avenue to run a business. And I love running a business and kind of having the risk and reward of building a business. So that's when I told my company, hey, I'll I want to make it a smooth transition, but I'm not here long-term.
0: What was the first thing that you had to do first in order to start building up your business, especially in the very beginning?
1: Yeah. So I went into it. I would say so much of it was having a good mindset. And I would just attribute that to surrounding myself with awesome people and the team that I initially joined and now lead with a couple of other guys. But it was how do I sell real estate? So residential real estate, how do I sell real estate and create an income for me and my family that has nothing to do with my family, my sphere, the people that I went to school with? I don't want to call my relatives and tell, and basically have to have them as clients in order to build a business. So I did things like four to five open houses a weekend to sit there and meet potential clients. It was a free way to meet clients. I started to do a lot of social media posts. So it could just be like silly thumbs up. Hey, I'm out and about showing homes or check out this awesome property and doing videos, anything that was free. And I use social media as a way to reach my sphere, to let them know this is what I'm doing. I love doing it. I'm doing a good job. Things are happening. I wanted them to know what I was doing. And then the last thing was that was so massive for my business and still is, is, is cold calling. just getting people on the phone, asking if they are looking to potentially sell their property. So cold calling a lot of directly to owners.
0: When did you make that transition?
1: When did I make the transition to real estate? Yes. So a year out of school, I worked for this company for a year and then right after that. So I would have been 23 years old when I got into real
0: estate. When you made that decision, Did you have any other fears that would have held you back from starting something all on your own? I'm not sure if your family also has a background in real estate, but if they didn't, did jumping into something, an entirely new field like that, really starting up your business from the ground up, did any of those fears hold you back from maybe getting started earlier or really kickstarting it faster?
1: Yes, 100%. Fear played a... When I go back to the beginning, it was the most difficult thing was saying no to the stable income and something that I knew and a future at that company that I knew was there and jumping into something that my family wasn't in, I wasn't knowledgeable of, but I believed in myself. So it was to go back to kind of my background. I'm a fairly simple guy. I'm not going to usually be the smartest person in every room that I walk in by any means, but I'm willing to take action. So getting over the fear, I think just as people were, I've come to realize we're capable of so much more than we think we are. I would just attribute it to like, just taking action and jumping in and saying yes, even though it's really uncomfortable.
0: What's your focus today in real estate?
1: Yeah. So my focus in real estate now is investing. So investing in one, being a dad in my community and my church. I get really excited about just investing and being a good steward of what I've been given. So doing real estate transactions to build an income that can support purchasing real estate because I love the feeling of purchasing something that's building kind of this long-term generational wealth and something that I can not suffer today because I wouldn't call my life suffering in any way, but kind of do something that's a little harder knowing that it's not the sexiest thing to do a $50,000 down payment to purchase a single family home or a duplex. But that excites me because kind of the future potential of it. So I would say one is running a really successful real estate business where I'm helping people buy, sell, and invest in real estate on the transactional side. And then another avenue is I'm just focusing on purchasing and adding to my portfolio and adding some larger multifamily and commercial.
0: As you've been growing and as you've been building up your real estate, if you were to look back to when you first started, and if you were to start back today, would you still start real estate in today's environment?
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. And we have people joining our team. So I'm one of three team leads. We have 15 or so people on the team now. When I started, I looked at the people that had been successful. I grabbed coffee meetings with people that... In my market, I had seen be successful for many, many years. I asked them, what advice do they have? How did they get started? And I kind of just took things and copied what the people did that went before me that I trusted. I would say the same, if I joined today and did the same exact actions with the obedience to my actions that I had when I started, I think I would have just as much success. And I wish I would have created better systems from the start but i would say absolutely at that time i had the fear of did i miss out should i have gotten into real estate a few years prior and i think that will just always be the case so i think right now is a great time to jump in
0: we love hosting this show when we started this podcast we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves now we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us Because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about. Serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. And are you seeing a lot more deal flow now and today or has it been flattening out a little bit or slowing down? What is the current environment in your the markets that you're focused in? What does that kind of look like?
1: Yeah, great question. So, like a lot of the country, we did see a little bit of flattening out. Now, we focus, so my first year I would have done Forty deals and then 70 deals and then 110 deals. And then last year, 2022, maybe 95 deals or something like that. I would In the say,
0: Minnesota area?
1: In the Minnesota area, yep. Just around the Twin Cities, kind of personal production. So I would say definitely 2022, we felt the slowdown like other things. That being said, there's always people looking to buy. There's always investors looking to invest. And there's always sellers that need to sell. So, it's just been sort of cranking up on the prospecting and lead generating and going, this is such a great time to gain knowledge, one through a shifting market and also gain market share. So, that could be on the investing side, or I view my real estate business as this is a great time to gain market share because a lot of people are fearful, curled up in a ball, not actually, but sort of weathering the storm. And I think this is a good time to take more action than ever. So you can gain confidence of people when the market maybe shifts back to more homes and things trading at lower interest rates.
0: What do you think makes it a good market today?
1: I think what makes it a good... So into the nitty gritty on the investing side, you have investors that interest rates are higher. So they maybe owned large multifamily properties or commercial spaces, or even on the smaller scale where their debt schedule. So their fixed rate, that was five or 10 years is it's coming to the end of those terms. And now they would need to refinance. So I'm seeing some people, the more I'm connected with different owners of different properties, you just never quite know what the reason is for why they're going to sell. But I see it's a good time to get a little bit better at structuring deals. And whether that's seller financing deals or just understanding sellers, hey, this is what your debt schedule looks like. This is what interest rates would look like if you refinance. Does it make more sense to sell this asset and do something else with the money or do seller financing or things like that? So. I would say that's huge. And then people buying on the smaller scale, single family home investments, duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes. I really feel like it's the best time in the last five years since I started to purchase those things because there's so much fear in the market that I'm seeing people lock in better prices. So not necessarily lower interest rates or monthly payments, but if the numbers still work and the interest rate is six or seven, You better believe that if you need to keep that interest rate for the next several years, great. But most likely in the next year or two, you're going to refinance and you won big time because now you have even a lower payment and you locked in, you bought it at a lower price because other people were fearful. So that's why I think it's a good time to buy right now.
0: You know, over the last couple of years, especially during the peak pandemic times, there was a lot of competition in multi single families, things are just getting bought up left and right. Are you still seeing a lot of that competitiveness in like, let's say the single family space as you're selling these properties? Are you still seeing a lot of potential buyers competing and multiple buyers to the same degree that you saw maybe in 2021, 2022?
1: Thankfully, no. <laughs> um, yeah, thankfully across the board, no. What I always tell people is if it's a good house in a good area and they did a good job of pricing it at a fair market value, you know, those things are things are still going to trade. But it was so challenging for investors and just first time home buyers and second time home buyers and everyone when you had properties in our market that were listed and you get 30, 40, 50 showings, 10, 20, 30 offers. And it's basically who can can have the most crazy terms where you're either cash or doing full appraisal guarantees or no inspection and all of these different things. So I can't say that I've been in the industry for 10 or 20 years and have been through the ups and downs. So I'm learning for the people that have gone before me, but I would call right now closer to a normal market than it has been,
0: which is, I think, great. So what's your next focus here, Lars?
1: My next focus is getting more efficient. So I would say as I sold 40-70 100 homes, the amount of time that I put into and I've had a couple kids during that so I have a couple young kids at home during that stretch. I would say I've had a better life and enjoyed just had a happier kind of work life. The more homes because I got better at systems, I got better at hiring help. So this year it's even getting more efficient with not giving up on the customer, just how I treat the customer. So, customer satisfaction, I want to increase efficiency, increase. And then, personally, on the real estate investing side, I'm chasing larger deals right now. So, I have kind of a buy criteria for commercial retail space and then some larger mid size to larger multifamily. So that's kind of what this year looks like for me.
0: Lars, how has real estate investing impacted your life?
1: It's completely changed my life. My life is so much different than I ever could have imagined. I would say just on a super practical level, as I've built smaller portfolio, it's paid for the house that we now live in, all of our expenses. I would be living with financial freedom in the way of I don't foresee myself ever walking away from work because I believe we're built for work and we find purpose in our work. But I do feel like I'm getting closer and closer to waking up each day and going, I get to do what I do today because I love to and I'm choosing to, not because I need this paycheck in order to pay my expenses. So it's really freed up and given me confidence to take bolder action and invest more time in myself because I'm not so stuck in a maybe the nine to five where I really do need to put in my time just to get the next the next paycheck. So I feel like I walk in more confidence knowing that at least our base expenses are paid for.
0: And what is the one thing that you know now about real estate that you wish you knew when you first started?
1: I think Putting myself in even more uncomfortable situations earlier and more often. So, I would give myself a little bit of credit for taking action, jumping into real estate. I always like to do hard things. As far as cold calling goes, I wish I cold called more. That has been so big for my business and the relationships that I've gained with investors through cold calling. You know, I wish I even spent more time and didn't get so locked up in the nitty gritty details. Or the paperwork or the things that so often can take us away from the big thing each day, which is prospecting for me in the real estate world. So I think I wish I would have just maybe believed that a little more when I started and put in more effort to do those harder things more often.
0: What changed your mind or like what allowed you to start believing in what you're doing more and more?
1: Yeah. So that's a great question. I'm a big believer in coaching, so I've been dealt this hand in life, whether we're dealt a hand where we come from a lot of money or we come from nothing, I believe it's what we do with what we're given and just being good stewards and making as human beings, I think we're put on the planet to, I think ultimately God puts us here to make things grow and expand and better ourselves and, you know. I'm a little bit addicted to just growth and being the best me I can be and sharpening any of my skills or abilities and more. So investing in myself, I paid a coach for two years who helped take my real estate business from me running around like a chicken with my head cut off (laughs) in my business to working on my business and creating systems and going, if I keep doing the same thing and sending out the same messages... Why don't I create systems around templates and emails that are sent at this time and this time an assistant who's helping with these different things. And then I now, as of six months ago, have a high performance coach who just helps me with mindset and limiting beliefs and going, Lars, you're, you're more capable of what you even think. And that's because you're putting yourself in this box because of how I grew up in an awesome household where I was given anything you know I I could want with my morals and work ethic and things I practically needed but even with that I had limiting beliefs around what I can accomplish what I'm here for that it's a bad thing to want more when in reality we're just all expanding as people and and we're called to expand what we've been given and expand our knowledge so Again, a long-winded answer because I'm passionate about mindset. And that's really what, you know, has allowed me to grow from when I started to now. And, you know, who knows where the future takes me, but I think it'll be big.
0: And what is the one thing that sets the successful people apart in real estate investing?
1: Keeping things simple. So keeping things simple, there's a million different ways to get to where someone wants to go. The most successful people that I've talked to, they might have one, two, or three things a day that they're trying to accomplish and they have little simple habits that they track and they don't overcomplicate things. So keeping things really simple. So on a very practical level, if someone's looking to buy their first deal, get in contact and say it's a single family home or small multifamily home that they want to own themselves, not be a limited partner. investor friendly real estate agent figure out if you trust them hear what they say have them show you deals analyze those deals and pick one
0: and Lars where can our listeners find out more about you and what you're doing
1: they could go to facebook so looking up Lars Anderson in Minnesota and you should see my family up up there in the photos and then my instagram handle is larsy so l a r s y anderson and they can find me there too
0: Lars, thank you so much for all of your time today.
1: Yes, thank you so much. It was a blast being with you.
0: And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to BonifaceCapital.com and fill out the Contact Us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.